Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. What a privilege for me to welcome back to the program Admiral William McRaven, the author of a brand new book. It's called The Hero Code, Lessons Learned from Lives Well-Lived. You know Admiral McRaven. He was a Navy SEAL for 37 years. His final assignment was as commander of all U.S. Special Operation Forces, He then served as the chancellor of the entire University of Texas system. And of course, in 2011, who can forget the troops under his command brought Osama bin Laden to justice. Admiral McRaven, welcome back. It's it's so great to have you here. It's great to be with you, Michael. You'll be you'll be thrilled to know I made my bed this morning. (laughs) As did I. 
<laughs> so I, I didn't need you to tell me that in the uh, in that famous commencement address that you delivered. But I must say it was a realization for me as to why I do that every day. It, it is a, one of the small number of things that I do before I get out the door to begin my formal day. And it gives me a sense of, of accomplishment. Did you ever think that you would have lit such a fuse on that subject yeah, absolutely not. And, and I find it uh, both amusing and reassuring today. You know, a lot of people I bump into here in Texas and, and around the country have no idea I was ever in the military. They'll stop me and say, hey, you're the make your bed guy. <laughs> and, and I'm OK with that. I said, yeah, I mean, if that's a life lesson for them and they have benefited from that, I'm perfectly OK with that. As long as they're not mixing you up with the my pillow guy, at least not these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, did you really major in journalism at the University of Texas back in the day? I did. I started off in pre med. Yeah, it didn't go so well. Then I moved to accounting. I was even worse in accounting. And uh, and finally, my junior year, uh, the commander of the ROTC unit says, "You know, you better find something you can do pretty quick, or you may not graduate." It turns out I had a little knack for writing. I enjoyed the craft of writing, so I moved into journalism. In the book, you talk about being ribbed when you were joining the underwater demolition team 11, and that's where it came up. Like, oh, this guy wants to be a or wanted to be a journalist. And I thought, geez, I never knew that about Admiral McRaven. But it's funny the way that life works out, because look what you're doing now. You're writing and obviously you must enjoy doing it. You're writing best-selling books. Yeah, I do enjoy doing it. I mean, it is, again, as you well know, there's a craft to it. I, I enjoy kind of telling stories. My father was, I think, a great storyteller. And I learned a lot of that, not from him telling me stories, but from me listening to him tell stories. And stories, you know, as a culture, stories are what move us along. I mean, you go back to, you know, the Iliad and the Odyssey and, and stories that have been told that help cultures uh, become stronger as a result of the stories and the heroes in those stories. And that was the point of the hero code. Right. So what what was the motivation to make this your focus? Well, it, it was the fact that, you know, frankly, I think we need heroes today more than ever before. And they are out there. And sometimes we, we overlook them because we don't see them on the front page of the paper. Uh, but every nation needs heroes. We need heroes to inspire us. What we need is we need heroes to inspire the younger generation to be better than the current generation. That's what moves us forward. So, you know, when I think about heroes and I think about these noble qualities, this, you know, courage and humility and sacrifice and perseverance, we can all learn these qualities and we'll become better people as a result of it. And I think we'll become a better country as a result of it. I think we're raising too many these days whose sole goal is to be famous at any cost. You know, they seek fame, not necessarily achievement. Well, and, and that's a great distinction. And I try to make that in the book is, you know, our heroes are not people that just achieve a lot. Now, again, if they achieved a lot and as a result of that achievement or, or because of their qualities, because they had perseverance, uh, because they had courage, uh, because they sacrificed a lot, they achieved a lot. I'm okay with that. No issue whatsoever. But it is, but sometimes we mistake the achievement. You know, they scored 60 points in a game. Uh, you know, they're, they're a Twitter star. They're a, but that's not the quality we should admire. That's the outcome of the qualities that led them there. If they scored 60 points in a game, my guess is they spent a lot of time working. They worked hard. They persevered. 
uh, and they got out on the field and did the best they could. So I'm okay with the achievements, but look to the qualities that allowed people to achieve these, uh, these great uh, goals. Admiral, I'm not going to give it all away for free, but a couple of these stories I, I do want to share with the audience. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Admiral, I'm not going to give it all away for free, but a couple of these stories I I do want to share with the audience 
Dr. Kenneth Cooper hosted you for dinner. He's the famed cardiologist who wrote the book Aerobics and spurred that whole interest in the subject matter. Take me inside that dinner and talk to me about who was at the table and what happened. Yeah, so this was a couple of years ago, and, uh, and Dr. Cooper had invited me up to Dallas uh, to speak to the, the Cooper Institute. And it's a, a fabulous facility there in Dallas. And so we're having a little uh, dinner before my, uh, before my remarks, kind of a private dinner, and I'm sitting at the head table. Also at the head table, in, in addition to Dr. Cooper and his wife, are Roger Staubach and his wife, Marianne, and Roger and I had become good friends. And so I get there early, and I, I walk around the table. And I kind of introduce myself. I'm flying solo that night. My wife, George Ann, stayed in, in Austin. And, uh, and as I'm going around the table, I, I meet the last couple, elderly couple. He introduces himself as Charlie and his wife, Dottie. And I sit down. Well, I, I start talking to this couple in the, in the course of the, the evening. And, um, you know, I, I can't really get much out of him. I find out that he was in the Air Force. And I said, ah, well, my father was in the Air Force and my son's in the Air Force. So we had something in common. So for the next hour and a half, Charlie, all he wants to do is find out about my family. He wants to talk about my kids and find out what they're doing. He wants to know how my wife and I met, you know, how I'm doing, what, what my life is like. And, and the more I wanted to kind of bring it back to him, the more he kind of brought it back to me. Well, as the dinner is over, uh, you know, Charlie asked me, uh, hey, you know, if you get a chance, come down to New Bronzeville, where he lives and, and have some barbecue with he and his wife. Great imitation. So as I'm walking down, Roger Staubach comes up to me and he says, uh, I see you were talking to Charlie. I said, yeah, what a, what a wonderful fellow. And he says, can you imagine that? I said, imagine what? He goes, can you imagine what it must have been like? I said, Roger, what are you talking about? Walking on the moon. <laughs> and, and I said, I'm sorry. He goes, Charlie Duke, he was the youngest man ever to walk on the moon. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, man. For the last hour and a half, he never told me in that hour and a half that one tiny little fact that he walked on the moon. And the point of the story, of course, was the remarkable humility of the man. But I also point out that it didn't come easy for him. You know, when he came back from the moon, he's, he's young, he's, you know, he's a celebrity. His wife became a Christian and Charlie kind of quickly followed suit. And it was this sense of humility that, you know, no matter you know, how important we think we are in the vastness of the universe, you know, we, we may not be that, that important. And the humility allows us to understand that the differences between us aren't that great either. And if the differences aren't that great between us, then maybe it's a way to unite us and bring us together. And that was the point of the humility story. So that chapter reminded me of the number of interviews that I've conducted with Medal of Honor recipients. And to a person, what they have in common is they all want to talk about somebody else. Somebody Each else. one of them, it's been like pulling teeth to get them to to go over, okay, what was the incident for which you have been so recognized? One other aspect of, about Charlie is that I, I when I got to the, the punchline of that story, I went back and I reread that chapter, and I loved and appreciated more the repartee because at the dinner table, he talks to you about having served in the Air Force. I was a pilot. You say, well, what did you fly? He says, oh, a little of this and a little of that. You say, a man of many talents. And he says, well, yeah, or a guy who couldn't keep a job. I can just see like the laughter and clinking of glasses and so forth. And then you said this. I smiled at his comment, 
But I know I was a bit hesitant to continue the discussion because pilots can often be sensitive about where they are in the aviator pecking order. And if he wasn't at the top of the heap, the conversation could get awkward. Little did you know he walked on the moon. He was at the very top of the feet of the heat. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You know, Admiral, you you remind me with that story of of something that another Texan, Bush forty one, would say, which is, "Don't go bragging on yourself." Right. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I had a chance, uh, of course, to to work in the White House with uh, with Bush forty three, and uh, and and had an opportunity a couple times in my time after retirement to meet Bush forty one before he passed. And uh, and he was, uh, you know, th- this incredibly humble, uh, incredibly gentle fellow, really, in, in my dealings with him. And every time I had a chance to meet with him, it was always he was recognizing a veteran. You know, his Navy roots. Uh, he never lost his his uh, his compassion for the soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, uh, and, and obviously particularly fond of, of the Navy sailors that he met. Um, it was just you know, a, a, an experience I'll never forget spending uh, the little bit of time I did with uh, with George Herbert Walker Bush. The book is called The Hero Code. I promised we wouldn't give it all away for free, but just one more if you'll indulge us. You're in Afghanistan at the time of a surprise presidential visit by President Obama. He gets stranded there, and all of a sudden the the calendar, the schedule's got to be backfilled. You're called upon in short order to go and brief the commander in chief. But something happens when you're trying to get to the president. What was it? Yeah, so I get the call. I'm actually in the gymnasium when the call comes from the division commander. Hey, we need you to get over right away to brief the president. So I run, I change clothes. We hop in the convoy. I'm looking at my watch. I've got about five minutes to get across the main road and to the airfield to brief the president. Well, as we pull up to the gate, there's a gate guard there, back gate. And I see one of the sergeants uh, gets out of the vehicle, big, tall guy. He walks up to the gate, and, and it's, it's nighttime, and he's talking. Then all of a sudden, you know, hands are moving, watches are being tapped. And, uh, you know, he comes storming back to the car, and he says, uh, she won't let us pass. And it's a young woman who is, uh, is guarding the gate. And then the sergeant major says, sir, I got this. Sergeant major gets out of the car and goes up, and he towers over this woman, and he's, he's kind at first, and then all of a sudden, hands are flying and watches are being tapped, and he comes storming back. And he says, sir, she says we don't have clearance to get through the gate because, of course, they didn't know we were coming. So, of course, I'm the three-star admiral. I'm like, <laughs> all right, boys, look, I got this. So I get out of the car, and I walk up to this, uh, this airman, and she's a real person. The name Airman Jackson is not her real name, but so I, I, I look at uh, Airman Jackson and I said, you know, Airman, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Admiral McRaven. And, uh, and oh, by the way, I've got a meeting with the president of the United States like right now. You really need to let us through. And she looks me in the eye and she, you know, she steals herself and she says, sir, I've got a job to do. You're not on the list. You're not getting through. And I took a deep breath and I went back. Well, about 10 minutes later, the bar comes up. We go through. We brief the president. He never even asked me while I was late. Well, on the way back, I have the convoy pull off to the side and I get out of the vehicle and Airman Jackson is still there. And so I come up to her and I have this kind of scowl on my face. And I said, Airman Jackson, do you know that I was 10 minutes late briefing the president of the United States? She said, yes, sir. I said, you wouldn't let us through when my sergeant asked. You wouldn't let us through when my sergeant major asked. 
and you wouldn't let us through when I asked, and I'm a three-star admiral. And she's, she's got the look, you know, she is now not, not really. I reached into my pocket and I pulled out a challenge coin, which is given only to soldiers who do a great job. And I put it in her hand and I said, Airman Jackson, you did exactly what you were supposed to do. And then she said, sir, I was just doing my duty. And the point of the story is, look, we all have duties to do. I mean, whether it's guarding gates or, as I tell earlier in the story about John McCain, uh, you know, doing his duty as a POW, we all have duties to do. And sometimes I don't think we fully appreciate the importance of our duty. Sometimes, you know, it can be as simple as, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's uh, or taking care of the paperwork. But everybody has their duty to do it. If we do it well, it is a great and noble quality. And we as a society, the the very serious message that flows from that, sometimes we elevate the non-heroic and we have a tendency to overlook those among us who really are heroes in each one of our communities. That that was the message that I, not only great stories, but that was the message that I took away from the book. And that that is the message, Michael. I mean, it is about the fact that I see heroes every day. And I I make the point in the epilogue you know, when I left the military, I thought, well, I'm just not going to see heroes anymore. I mean, I'm lo- right. leaving my soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines. I took over the job as the chancellor of the University of Texas. And I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was a little bit. There were heroes everywhere. You know, there were teachers teaching uh, underprivileged kids. There were cops on the street. There were helping people. There were first responders. There were neighbors. There were family. Everybody can be a hero if they have these noble qualities, and we can learn them. And I hope the, the book will showcase that. Thank you, Admiral. It's called The Hero Code. I wish you all good things, and I I hope you come back with the next book as well. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate it. That's Admiral William McRaven, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great book. This audience, I know, will love it. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.